Hello, this is David Snyder, President of Baptist International Missions Incorporated, welcoming you to today's broadcast of Moments for Missions under the direction of our Vice President, Dr. J.B. Godfrey. Eric Bowman is Africa Director at BIMI, and he wrote this article called Sacred Footprints, and I think you'll enjoy this. He says, My heart was greatly challenged recently when I visited South Africa. Missionary Adam Lewis and I drove up to the country of Botswana, where we were able to see one of David Livingston's old mission stations called Colombin. I was disappointed to see that the area had been grossly neglected, and all that was left was some foundation stones of the home and the church that Livingston personally built by hand. This was the first church that later doubled as the first school that was built in Botswana. It was there that Livingston had one of his few salvation decisions, a chief named Seychelles, the first convert in Botswana. Situated near what would have been the front door of Livingston's house is a large flat rock where he sat to preach, to teach, and doctor the hundreds who visited this mission station during the five years he lived there. Further down the hill from the remains of the house, I was sobered at the sight of a large pile of rocks and the burial place of one of Livingston's children, a bony, blue-eyed lass named Elizabeth. History views Livingston's time at Columban as a failure. The only convert was Seychelles, who was the area rainmaker. After his conversion, no rain fell for over four years, and the locals blamed his conversion to Christianity as the cause. Famine, drought, disease nearly destroyed the young missionary family. In despair, the Livingstons left, and they never returned to Columbine. 450 kilometers to the southwest in present-day South Africa was the mission station of Livingston's father-in-law, Robert Moffat. The station is in an area called Kuraman, where Moffat and his wife Mary labored for 50 years. This mission station, although also neglected, still had a few of the original buildings, namely the house where the Moffats built and lived in, the home of their colleague Robert Hamilton, and the stately old church. Kuraman, in contrast to Columbine, was a success story. It was there that Robert Moffat translated the entire Bible into the language Setswana. This was the first Bible translated into a previously unwritten African language and the first Bible ever to be printed on the African continent. Moffat's original printing press is still there. Although there are some records, it would be impossible to determine the tens of thousands of Africans who were reached through the efforts of this humble missionary couple. Throughout his lifetime, Moffat was truly able to reach the villages he saw many years before when he said, I have seen at different times the smoke of a thousand villages, villages whose people are without Christ, without God, and without hope in this world. However, this supposedly successful mission station was not without its cemetery. In a small grove of trees where the graves are of several of Moffat's children and several of their fellow missionaries, One grave, a very large one, held the wife and the five children of William Aston, the man who printed Moffat's Bible. 
Well, what a story, and it's not finished yet. I may come back tomorrow and tell you some more about this, but when you think about great men and women of God who labored in the past in names like David Livingston and Robert Mary Moffat, it should encourage us to serve the Lord faithfully and tell people about our Savior. You've been listening to Moments for Missions. For further information, please write to BIMI, P.O. Box 9, Harrison, Tennessee, 37341, or call us at 423-344-5050. Or you can visit us online at www.bimi.org. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you.